0: chapter twenty four of prince or chauffeur a story of newport by laurence perry this librivox recording is in the public domain the ball ends jack's mood would have defied analysis as he made his way through the crowded hall to the rear veranda he peered into the smoking-room in passing and found several self-constituted lords of misrule holding full sway two young scions of great new york families were fencing with billiard cues punctuating each other's coats with blue chalk dots and dashes while a swaying ring cheered them on one youth emerged from the room with steps obviously unsteady and claimed one of a pair of girls on their way to the ballroom as his partner for the dance she rapped him playfully with her fan you don't really want a partner teddy she said you want a hitching post you're spifflicated the two moved laughingly away leaving the young man marvelling heavily at the discernment of the girl who had cleverly discovered that which he fancied he had carefully concealed as armitage watched him with amused interest he sighed deeply and made his way back to the smoking-room jack went up the rear stairs to the second floor and out on a little balcony he had viewed miss wellington's attitude toward him from every angle and every time the result had been the same the conviction that her interest in him was something more than friendly he attempted no diagnosis of his own feelings that was not necessary they were too patent a great wave of tenderness thrilled him there was wonder too that wonder which fills a man when he begins to realize that a girl whom he has regarded as unapproachably radiant and in sheer beauty and purity and grace of being aloof from most of the things of this world finds him not unworthy of her trust her confidence and her love armitage felt himself ennobled set apart from the rest of mankind the guardian of a sacred trust if she did love him if she were willing to give herself to him she would find that the giving was not to be all hers he too would build his life henceforth upon the inspiration she gave him and he would hold himself worthy to receive it anne his arm ached to hold her as he had held her but a little while ago anne the strength seemed to be going out of him ah he wanted that girl now right here and nothing else in this world anne then his teeth clicked shut he had work ahead of him there were other things to think about in his present mood surely he was not up to the task he had set himself he lighted a cigarette and puffed vigorously if he were going to succeed and he intended to succeed he must train his mind rigidly into channels far remote from anne he must forget her forget himself for the time being long he fought with himself and won as strong men always will and when he left the balcony there was but one thought in his mind the magnetic control which koltsoff had stolen from him he had already decided to make his search when the guests were at the tables on the veranda and the blood pulsed quickly as he peered down the front stairs and found that all even then were making their way out of doors now to find the prince safely seated and engrossed and then action he descended the stairs and merged with the throng on the verandas. there was a great deal of confusion some were already seated and calling for their companions others were blundering about searching for friends the complement of a few tables was already filled and there was much laughter and loud talking jack soon found the prince at a table for six near the railing anne was at his side and sarah van with young osborne was also there and was conversing brightly with a man across from her but koltsoff was sombre and silent armitage smiled and made his way into the house he walked slowly up the stairs went to his room on the third floor for a knife skeleton keys and a small jimmy and then returning to the second floor he stopped at koltsoff's door which was well back from the apartments utilized as dressing-rooms for the men and women the light was burning brightly in a chandelier overhead and jack stepping to a button in the wall pressed it shrouding that part of the hall in gloom then he tested the knob and pushed slightly on the door to his surprise it yielded a thin piece of wire brushed his fingers and following it he found it led from the keyhole and outside the jamb of the door which had been cut slightly evidently someone was ahead of him but he did not hesitate softly opening the door he stepped into the room and closed the door behind him then for a moment he stood still he felt in his pocket for his match-box and had just struck a light when suddenly an arm flew around his neck from behind the crook of the elbow pressing deeply into his throat without a sound jack bent forward pulling his assailant with him despite his efforts to get jack's head back between his shoulders for a full minute they were poised thus armitage knew better than to crack his neck in frantic efforts to break the strong arm grip there were other ways he was very cool and he had confidence in that neck of his which set on his shoulders like the base of a marble column the hand of the stranger was pawing for a grip on his right wrist but jack who knew the move and had no desire to have his elbow shattered kept it out of the way and all the time he kept up a slight strain upon the arm around his neck into which by the way his chin was slightly buried breaking in some degree the choking power of the hold for two minutes they stood thus slightly swaying and then instinctively jack gagging a little now felt the minutest relaxation of the arm quick as thought he changed the position of his right leg bringing into play the leverage of his hip he twisted suddenly sideways his neck slipping around in the encircling arm his hand closed upon the back of a thick perspiring neck the next instant a figure catapulted over his back bringing up with a bone racking crash against a piece of furniture armitage whose eyes were now accustomed to the dark room ran to an electric globe at the side of a writing-desk and turned on the light by this time his assailant was rising tottering but full of fight a desire which jack now all for carnage was quite ready to satisfy as he started for the man something in the fellow's face made him pause he uttered a low exclamation he was takakika the japanese cook but there was no time for words the jap launched himself at him with fingers quivering in anticipation of the grip he sought he never arrived armitage whipped his right fist with all the power of his body behind it to a point about two inches below takakika's left ear there was a sharp crack and the jap fell to the floor in a huddle motionless now i reckon you'll lie still said jack unpityingly you and koltsoff too will find that the spy game in the united states is full of travail he glanced at the man who was groaning now and showing signs of recovery i guess i'll lash you up to be on the safe side which he did with several of koltsoff's neckties now then he arose and looked about the room on a table near the door were several rolls of parchment he went over to them and lifted them they were the plans of the torpedo with a sigh of relief he straightened them and folding the sheets into two small but bulky packages put them into his pockets evidently the apartment had been thoroughly ransacked by takakika drawers were opened, bags turned inside out the bed torn apart and the mattress ripped but where was the control armitage felt about the jap's clothing and then feverishly began going over the line of search pursued by the spy so engrossed had he been in the struggle with takakika that he had forgotten his intention of locking the door leading from the hall now his unsuccessful search filled his mind at last in a dark corner of a closet he unearthed a small square bag he had just taken it into the room and cut it when the door opened and cold entered for an instant he stood blinking and then his eyes travelled swiftly about the room taking in armitage the bound and half conscious japanese and the general litter jack watched him closely ready for any move he might make the russian's sudden appearance had startled him but the first substantial thought that shot through his mind was that no one could possibly have been more welcome he had failed to find the control he had to have it so he might as well have it out with the prince now as any other time if Koltsoff but knew it he was facing a desperate man for until he had entered and searched the rooms jack had harboured no doubt that possession of the control was merely a matter of overhauling the prince's effects now he knew better and for the first time he was really alarmed as to its whereabouts he returned koltsoff's gaze with smouldering eyes but the russian was very much at ease what is it he asked at length without waiting for armitage to reply he walked swiftly to the desk jerked open a panel and placed his hand in the opening when he withdrew it it was empty jack laughed drew from his pocket a short heavy revolver with a pearl gold-crested handle twirled it about by the guard and then put it back in his pocket i got there first koltsoff he said prince koltsoff straightened and regarded armitage warily what does this mean he nodded his head toward takakika and started forward as for the first time he noticed that the man was a japanese ah he said i see you have foiled a spy ha ha i thank you and now the pistol and your manner ha 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 your joke armitage saw clearly that for some reason which he believed he recognized koltsoff was willing that the incident so far as jack was concerned should end right there the prince had given him his lead he had but to follow it and clear out with no questions asked but that was farthest from his mind my joke is not clear to you i see indeed will you do me the honour to make it clear certainly last sunday night a tool of yours named Yisky stole a magnetic contrivance from the shops of the torpedo station he gave it to you i want it i am going to get it before either you or i leave this room koltsoff clasped his hands together i recognize you as a servant in the employ of this house what right have you to address me now go to your quarters at once or i shall report you you are intoxicated am i he backed before the door as koltsoff's eyes moved toward it covering at the same time the call buttons in the wall at the side of the jam the prince laughed and leaned carelessly back against a table very well since you appear to deny your identity as well as your condition which is quite obvious i beg you to know i can admit only that you have the advantage of me oh shut up said jack angrily are you going to give me that control my name is armitage i invented that device and you and your dirty band of square heads stole it i want it back now quick and if the prince still smiling interrupted ah armitage i might have known allow me to say that you wore the wellington livery with better grace than the gentleman's clothing that now adorns you with better grace i might even venture than the uniform you occasionally wear armitage who quickly saw the advantage of koltsoff's poise curbed his anger at least so far as speech was concerned look here koltsoff he said let us understand each other i am going to get that control or one or the other of us is going to be carried out of this room you have the revolver it will probably be i said koltsoff with an exclamation jack reached into his pockets drew out the revolver and hurled it through the open window they could hear it clatter on the cliffs below and then splash into the ocean instinctively koltsoff's eyes had followed the flight of the weapon when he turned his head jack was close at his side the russian stepped back jack moved forward now he said in a low tense voice that magnetic control quick there was no mistaking the quiet ferocity of his manner koltsoff had ceased to smile i haven't it are you going to give me that control i haven't it i swear look look anywhere everywhere see if i do not speak the truth then get it koltsoff moved to a bureau and jack followed him wait said the russian then like lightning his hand shot out to a heavy brass candlestick and the next instant had aimed a murderous blow at jack's head armitage caught the flash of the descending weapon in time to duck his head taking the force upon the lower muscles of his neck the wave of pain was as the lash to a meddlesome horse before the prince could swing the candlestick again armitage had him by the throat and bore him to the floor half stifling his shriek for help as armitage seized the candlestick and tossed it to one side the knob of the door turned and the door itself partly opened he sprang to his feet pulled koltsoff to his knees and as he stood thus the door was pushed wide and anne wellington stepped across the threshold her face was pale her eyes were blazing one hand holding a heavy package she held behind her back with the other she pointed to prince koltsoff with the imperiousness of a queen what does this mean she asked sternly behind her in the doorway the tragic face of sara von valkenberg was framed this this scoundrel was trying to murder me armitage was looking at her over his shoulder please don't stay here miss wellington this man stole a very important part of a torpedo that i invented i am going to make him return it before he leaves this room he says what is untrue said koltsoff it is not his property and at all events as i have told him i do not possess it the colour had returned to anne's face she swayed slightly as a great wave of light of knowledge passed over her mind oh her lips moved as mechanically as those of an automaton and her face was as expressionless oh her eyes seemed burning through armitage and you made me believe i mean i thought i i she bowed her head trying to stifle tears of shame and indignation don't miss wellington don't misunderstand wait until i can explain then you will know in the meantime i must have that torpedo that part of it which this russian spy stole it is not yours it is mine and i again inform you i haven't it prince koltseff's sneering smile had returned wait cried anne breaking in upon jack's angry exclamation she stepped into the middle of the room prince koltsoff is right he hasn't it i have it slowly she drew her hand from behind her back here it is koltsoff stepped forward it is mine he said i gave it in trust to you i command you to keep it until i ask for it he is lying miss wellington it is mine i can prove it lying exclaimed anne tragically lying every one has lied where is there truth in either of you? where is there chivalry in you and you nodding at armitage and koltsoff who have ruthlessly used a household and a woman to your own ends ugh i detest i hate you both as for this she struck the package with her hand i brought it here to give you prince koltsoff i couldn't keep it longer but now i think i can end your dispute for all time quickly she stepped to the open window and raising the bundle high hurled it out of the window and over the cliffs with a dry howl of rage koltsoff flung himself into a chair tearing wildly at his hair and beard while armitage his hands thrust deep into his trouser pockets stared at anne so far as the control was concerned while its loss would set his work back several weeks it at least was out of koltsoff's hands and that naturally was the main thing it would in fact have been a source of deepest joy to him had not the shock of anne's wholly unlooked-for attitude and subsequent wild act almost unnerved him a traitor and wellington a traitor he said in a quivering voice traitor anne's voice rose almost to a wail she turned suddenly to Kolsoff. of course you understand that you must leave us as soon as possible koltsoff who had arisen eyed her sullenly she turned to jack who met her eyes straight and and you she paused and studied his face you she swayed and pressed her hand to her forehead there was a flash of white and sara von valkenberg's arms were about her and there with her head on sara's shoulders she wept bitterly the older woman caught armitage with her eyes as she passed out of the room you fool she said then she bent toward him whispering but don't you dare go away End of chapter twenty four